Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this Monday, the 15th of August, 2022. Brand new start to a brand new week, brand new day, and for many, a brand new beginning. So I trust wherever you happen to be in this world, you've had a fantastic weekend, had some rest, recuperation, re-energization, if that's a word, and getting to re- ready to reload into this week and making this week the biggest week of the year so far. So glad to have you on board. So as we begin this particular episode for this week, a uh, quick reminder that if you haven't yet subscribed to the program, uh, why not? Do yourself a favor, please press subscribe on the platform you're listening to. But if you're listening on the Apple platform, just press the little uh, button that says follow, and that will enable me to let you know when new episodes are up and ready to go. Uh, but also, if you've got people within your sphere of influence who you think may benefit from listening to some Australian guy rattle on about sales and sales leadership and everything in between, then please feel free to share that with them as well. And uh, let's spread the word. Spread the word and get as many people moving towards being exceptional in what they do as quickly as possible. And of course, if you'd like to rate the show as well, that would also be greatly appreciated. And as well as that, as that, uh, losing my voice a little bit today, and I do apologize, but uh, if you can rate the show as well, that would be great because it means that the algorithms make it easier for people who are looking for content on the various platforms to more readily and more easily find the show. So greatly appreciate that as well. So talking about uh, weekends, hopefully your weekend was a great weekend. Mine was phenomenal and it started on Saturday night. So if you don't know, uh, and if you haven't been listening to the podcast for long, you don't haven't heard me rattle on about the Melbourne Football Club, I'm an avid Melbourne member and uh, super supporter. And uh, for most of the night on Saturday night, we were playing Carlton. It looked like we were going to be defeated yet again until uh, in the last minute and a half. Two goals and uh, one particular freakish player by the name of Kasai Pickett kicked a goal with 11 seconds to go, put Melbourne in front, and we won the game by five points. So that was a great start. And then yesterday, it continued on. So one of the things I've been really, really privileged to be involved with is female football up here in the Macedon Rangers. In fact, we started the first female footy team back in 2013. And uh, back then, uh, most girls had not played a lot of footy. I think my, my daughter, Curly had played a little bit of footy in the under-10s. But um, most of the players that, that formed the team back then had never played football before. So it was about just teaching the girls how to play the game and uh, how to learn how to play effectively, how to keep themselves from not getting injured, but ultimately have fun. Now, if I fast forward to today, uh, in 2022, we have four football teams, four female footy teams playing up here in the Macedon Rangers, and we play in the Essendon District Footy League, and it's probably one of the best decisions we made to move to a better competition because it's meant that where our teams are playing against much better skilled players. Uh, often players have been playing a lot longer than perhaps a lot of our girls have, but it's just, it's just been a fantastic move especially in terms of our girls' development. And yesterday was amazing uh, because we had two two teams playing off in the grand final, our under-14 girls' team as well as our under-16 girls' team. Now, uh, both teams have done really, really well. In fact, at the end of the home and away season, both teams were sitting on top of the ladder and uh, pretty much had demonstrated that they were, by a little bit, uh, the better team across the competition. 
And so leading into the finals, they were probably considered to be favourites. But as we know, history has a funny way of uh, playing out. And just because you end up being the favourites, particularly in finals, doesn't necessarily mean that you go through and actually win the premiership because it's a lot harder to win finals games than it is the home and away, even when you're playing junior football, as we have discovered. Um, now, the, the teams that we played in the grand final were the same teams we played in the uh, preliminary finals a few weeks earlier, or the semi-finals, should I say, to win a place in the grand final. So it was a replay of the games we played two weeks ago. Now, both teams that, that our girls were playing were very uh, competitive, uh, very, very physical. Perhaps not as skillful as our girls, but uh, create, created fantastic competition. And yesterday's games were no exception. Now, despite the nerves, despite the ferocious competition that both of the other teams provided us, uh, and despite the somewhat inclement weather, because it wasn't the greatest weather yesterday here in Melbourne, both teams came through to secure a premiership victory. And it was the perfect way to end the season and a perfect reward for the hard work and the dedication that the girls have shown throughout the year. And the, and the title of this particular podcast, and I'm going to relate this back to us as leaders as well, is Become a Development Champion. Now, as the as the coordinator of female footy for the, for the club up here in the Macedon Rangers, it's been an absolute privilege to watch the development of, of a lot of these girls over the years, but particularly this year, uh, and just to see not only as is the teams, the girls playing in a different competition, which had with it a little bit of trepidation, not knowing really what sort of standard the competition was going to be. We knew it was going to be tougher. We knew it was going to be more competitive. Uh, but to look at how the girls have met every single challenge that's been thrown at them, both the under-14 girls and the under-16 girls, and how they've constantly challenged themselves and each other to drive towards excellent standards. I mean, and a classic example of that is training. Whether it's raining, hailing, sun shining, they are out training at the allotted time. It doesn't matter. They're just so dedicated to their craft. And not only do they challenge them themselves, they challenge each other to drive excellent standards. And above all, they have fun playing the game they love. And I cannot emphasize enough the enormous investment that has been made by the coaches and the key support staff to create an environment that has allowed these girls to shine, and this is the key. Now, one of the things in relation to female football is that the vast majority of girls, even now, do not have a vast football background, similar to what the boys do. Now, if you look at most boys who play footy, certainly at the age of under-15s, under-16s, under-17s, most of them have been playing football since they've been seven or eight years old, uh, whether that be through Auskick or playing under nine. So they've got a, a much bigger grounding in football than perhaps the girls have. Many of the girls we had this year were coming to the game for the first time, having never picked up a football, let alone played a game. And so the way to manage the girls, the way to teach the girls has to be completely different to how we manage the boys. And as a result, the coaches have poured their hearts and souls into the development of these girls. And when I talk about development, it's development in terms of skill sets that are required to be effective. Simple things like a lot of the boys take for granted, a lot of the coaches of boys take for granted, like being able to kick, being able to mark, and being able to handball. Simple things like being able to understand the rules of the game. I mean, we were still teaching towards the back end of this year rules of the game in terms of where the girls needed to stand, what the rules were in terms of when the ball goes out of bounds, what happens when there's a point, a when there's a mark, etc. So just understanding the fundamental rules of the game and also when they're on the ground, where to stand and where not to stand. Development of the ground position. So when you talk to a boy, hey, you're going to be playing at centre-half forward or in the forward pocket, they go, yep, I know that. 
You talk to most girls with that, unless they've been around footy for a while, most of them say, where's that? <laughs> what, what's a back? What's a forward? So starting from a foundation of thinking, you know what, most of the girls don't know anything, so we'll start at the beginning. Also thinking about the development of behaviours that will therefore enable the team to work together as a team. And so none of the development that we did this year was based on winning. The coaches we had in place for the under-16s and the under-14s was all based on how do we teach these girls the fundamentals of the AFL game, how do we teach them skill sets such as teamwork, uh, and through that, things like resilience, persistence, collaboration, and the list goes on, but it wasn't based on winning. It was purely to help the girls to develop and to challenge themselves, for many of them, to embrace a brand new sport and to constantly improve. And it just so happened that the development led to not just one team winning the premiership, but to two. And in sales, I talk about this a lot. And I'm going to relate this back to leaders and what, how does this relate to us as leaders in a second. When you think about this, most sales leaders, unfortunately, today continue to focus on the outcome. It's the goal. It's the premiership. We have to win the premiership. And winning the premiership is overachieving your target, for example. And everything that they do is geared around that. Well, the exceptional sales leaders are the ones who focus on development. They're the ones that will focus on making progress, developing the habits, the behaviors that they know over time will develop a higher level of conscious competency and eventually unconscious competency to the point where the results will just take care of themselves. So how does this relate to leaders? Well, I see leaders every single day focusing on winning, focusing on creating the next opportunity, filling the pipeline, doing all the things that will lead to achieving the goal. I also see leaders becoming stressed when their team is not winning and it can become all-encompassing. So what I've loved about our coaches this year, and this is what I want to see more and more in sales leadership and across the leadership spectrum, is I want to see more leaders becoming more of a development champion who instead of focusing on winning at all costs, they instead focus on developing, on challenging an individual or challenging a team to improve their output by just a small percentage point. A leader who works with their team to identify the key strengths as well as areas for development and who can then work with those team members to develop strategies to make tangible progress is the leader that's ultimately going to get the better results in the long term. And a leader who can take a lesson out of every situation and use that as a platform for development is, funnily enough, the leader who will start to see and oversee the team which begins to win. Now, what we don't know is how quickly it's going to happen, nor do we know how big the results are going to be. However, if I look at our coaches for this year, uh, none of them started the year with any ambition, real ambition, of winning a premiership. We were playing in a brand new competition that is known to be very, very competitive uh, and of very, very high standard, something that we haven't necessarily been used to. We had a new group of girls that were coming in that, as I already mentioned, hadn't really played football before, let alone picked up a footy before. So to say that the odds were stacked against us to make any sort of progress this year, and let alone winning a premiership, it's, uh, it was very, very low. However, to the coach's credit and to the coaching staff's credit and everybody associated with these teams, the fact that they've poured their heart and souls into these girls to fast-track their development to keep it fun, to keep it enjoyable, to keep the team together and build a really strong culture. An amazing thing has started to happen in that the girls started to gel together and their progress has been exponentially fast-tracked based on all of those things. And a, and a natural consequence of that 
is the improvement in the girls' skill set, their capability individually but also collectively, and the results therefore have started to come through. So very, very grateful to be part of that particular group and to be able to witness the uh, the, the things that have happened this year. It's just uh, absolutely mind-blowing. So as we wrap up this particular episode and as we begin a brand new week, I want you to ask yourself this very important question. Are you a development champion? Now, I'm proud to say that the coaches in our footy club are exactly that, and they now have the honor of being recognized as premiership coaches. They've got a premiership cup. They've also got a premiership medal. And uh, it takes a lot of work, and it's not just an individual to get a team across the line. And they did a phenomenal job. And it didn't take—they didn't take on the role to win a premiership. They took on the role to simply develop the girls. And funnily enough, the premiership is simply the icing on the cake. So, key message: if you're a leader right now, the key message is to become a development champion. By all means, understand what success looks like. Set a goal and set a big goal. But understand, it's not the be-all and end-all about having to achieve the goal. And if you don't achieve the goal, it's not, it's, a, it's known as failure. It is not that. It's about making progress. Become a development champion. Look for opportunities to develop your team, to inspire your team, to encourage your team, and also to challenge your team in the process. Also look for opportunities where you can actually challenge yourself, inspire yourself, and challenge yourself. And you may just be blown away with what your team is actually able to achieve. So uh, kudos to our under-14 and under-16 girls. Kudos to all the parents who are there to support us. Phenomenal, phenomenal culture that's been built around the girls in the last uh, 10 years that I've been absolutely privileged to be part of. And it's uh, one of the proudest moments to watch watch girls who, uh, you know, early in the year probably didn't give themselves huge amounts of credit in terms of the capability to see the smiles on their faces and to have them realise what they've actually just achieved is very, very fulfilling and very, very satisfying. Uh, very much a proud dad moment, but I've got 40 additional daughters on top of my two, but uh, very, very satisfying indeed. So with that said, I hope this message resonates with you. Become a development champion. It is not about winning at all costs. It is about the constant and never-ending improvement. It's about the investment we put into our people. And if we become a development champion, then amazing things are going to happen. So as we wrap up, key reminder, if you're ready to work together and if you are committed to working together, more importantly, if you're committed to yourself and taking your leadership to an exceptional level, or you'd like some help with your team, helping them take their performance to an exceptional level, love to have a conversation about working with you. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits, we'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation, map out a plan of what uh, what a strategy may look like moving forward, and uh, let's get on executing that plan as early as this week. So very much look forward to that conversation. I very much appreciate you plugging into the podcast, and of course, I look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.